Hello, everyone. This is Gina Sikorsky-Mitchell, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Basic Block Hiring Podcast, where we have the business conversation for employing individuals with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Today, I just wanted to talk a little bit myself, and we're not going to have a guest, because what I'd like to talk about is actually the hiring process. So a lot of the individuals, Dr. Fauzi, Jade Gingrich, as well as some additional guests that will be coming on later this month, we're talking on both sides of the coin, if you will, from the individual side, as well as the employer side touching on. But one of the things that I think would be helpful is to go through the hiring process and discuss the match or mismatch of how it works on a everyday basis, standard operating procedures, best practices, and look at it as we are looking at it on the employment side for hiring someone with a developmental disability. So just a little snippet about my background and why this is so top of mind for me is that I've been in the employment industry for almost the last 20 years, starting with a large firm, Agilon. I was doing business development. I've done contract staffing. I've done temp to perm. That's hiring someone temporarily. And the company then brings them on permanently or permanent placement. I also have owned an executive search firm for co-owner for the last 16 years in the internet technology and digital media space, software, et cetera. And you know, doing direct placement, retained as well. So looking at the process, say from an agency side, because I, on a day-to-day basis, have been looking at what does the candidate want, the individual, and also what does the employer want? And it's a matching process. So there is a defined skill set when a, a client contacts us to say, this is what I am looking for. This is the need that I have that I want to fill. Because they're coming to an agency or they're coming to a staffing firm because they can't identify that person on their own. It requires work. We know that's fact because there are recruitment agencies all over the country, all over the world. So the process for hiring is the company and or hiring manager contacts a firm or maybe they contact an internal recruitment arm in their HR department. And what they say is, here is what I need. They list a criteria. That individual, whether it be the agency side or the internal in-house recruitment firm, they then go through a process of identifying individuals based on criteria because there's a large pool of people. They need to be able to know what they're looking for. So there is a defined skill set. We need to know this because if you need someone in sales, you want to weed out the people that are in product. If you need someone who is going to be an administrator, you need to weed out the people that are engineers, software engineers. We must have criteria to narrow down the options from a very basic level. That's what I want to talk about. So the fact that we now have individuals with developmental disabilities, there's the hot topic of hiring those individuals. Well, if there's more people now, because we all know that there's improved healthcare, improved education. So there are more people with developmental disabilities looking for a job. There are more people unemployed 
with developmental disabilities who are looking for a job, but there are no expectations. There is no criteria requirements documented for them or there. And I think that makes it 100% individualized. And what that screams to me from an employer side, if I'm looking at it from an employer and how are they receiving that, that screams more work, more responsibility, less accountability on the other side. And at the end of it all, incredibly high risk, which is all appears to be on the employer side. I understand from the individuals with developmental disabilities, their families, their caregivers, their guardians, that just give me a minute to get where my point is because that might upset you. Because I do understand that it is just as challenging, but in a different way on the individual side. Because if there's no criteria, there's no understanding or documented expectations tooled onto to make you feel safe because you can work with your young adult to understand what is expected of them is required, what, you know, help them feel safe, what they should be doing. That creates a lot of anxiety and frustration because you don't even know what you're trying to teach your young adult with a developmental disability to be able to do because the requirements can be so broad. How are you supposed to know? I mean, if employment is a finite industry, how is everyone who has an individual with a developmental disability supposed to know all of that information on top of how to care for, how to get services for, how to you know, manage things that are not typical? Seems like a lot of work on both sides. So from my perspective, I see that if we could really think about the hiring process, which is designating skill sets, designating requirements on the employer side, and finding a way to streamline that process, we can get rid of the phrases that I find a disservice to both the individual and the companies, phrases like do the right thing, give him or her a chance, because those become the number one selling point. And we can say that till we're blue in the face. And although it may have merit on certain levels, the reality is if we're going to demand that or request that, ask that, require that, judge someone based on that, we're not the one who is ultimately going to be held accountable for if something goes wrong. And without expectations, how do you troubleshoot? How do you play through? How do you pivot? Because if something goes wrong, you're just stuck. If there's no mutual understanding, how do you move forward? So the matching process of hiring is a proven success. It's the way it works. There are job boards. There's LinkedIn. There's a large number of different platforms where people connect for networking and marketing. So when I think about an individual with a developmental disability, looking at the hiring process from an employment industry perspective is very important in my opinion because the way we identify candidates for a specific role, whether it's the agency that has been hired, the recruitment agency that has been hired, or the internal recruitment team that has been utilized, or the owner of a business that is looking to hire someone. 
the reason we need to look at that hiring process is because there needs to be a clear path as well for hiring individuals with developmental disabilities. And there certainly needs to be individualization on some level. However, if there's no baseline, it's an overwhelming task. And as we know, individuals who in their roles, whether, you know, the hiring manager or people within companies, they're already taking on multiple responsibilities, you know, with layoffs or maybe the company's growing and there's more work to be done and everyone's filling in the gaps already. I think to come in and say, well, there's this whole new process and integrated employment plan or integrated employment hiring, we want to hire an individual with developmental disability becomes a completely separate project, almost separate from hiring. It's its very own project. If we want to be inclusive, I think we need to figure out how to make the hiring process for an individual disability inclusive within the typical hiring process. It's like Say you go to a restaurant, you know which restaurant, you know which cuisine you're choosing. Do you want Italian today? Do you want Mexican? Do you want American fare? Do you want salads? Do you want a cupcake? Is it a dessert shop? Is it a bakery? You know what you want. You know what you're looking for. So you go to, say, a particular restaurant. When you go to the restaurant, there is a menu of of items. You can then choose from that menu one item, and then you can customize that item. And I don't mean to simplify or, or to such a level or to disrespect or discredit people, which is what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to talk about the process. So if you want to hire someone and you don't know what you're looking for, but you're looking for a population, you need some sort of criteria some sort of baseline. And if it changes from company to company to company to small business to large corporation to medium-sized corporation to the government to wherever it might be, whatever type of job it is, wherever it is, think about it from then an individual with a developmental disability looking for a position. Where do you even start? It's difficult for the average person to make a resume. And we have defined skill sets. We have general information to work from. We're asking individuals with developmental disabilities and their families and their caregivers to figure out the process on their own. Sometimes it matches, but then we get into the whole skewed demographics where if you are more affluent or you live in a, depending on where you live, you're more inclined to have more opportunity because likely the parents or the school system that you're in have more access So if I know more business owners or I know more people in corporate America, it's more likely that I'll be able to get my daughter who has a developmental disability a job than another mother who works two jobs or doesn't have as many contacts as me or just without clear requirements or without clear skill sets or without clear process that also includes the traditional and typical hiring process. We're just creating another system and then it's 100% personal. It's personal on the company. It's personal on the individual with a developmental disability. 
And there's still a gray area of accountability and responsibility. In my opinion, we're doing a disservice to both sides because that's not sustainable nor replicable when it's built on individuals. The process works. Recruitment is an entire industry. Why aren't we looking at the process for hiring as an industry when we're talking about employment for individuals with developmental disabilities? I don't get it. Because until we do, we're perpetuating this mindset that we need to do for these individuals with developmental disabilities instead of teaching them to do for themselves. And I think we need to 86 for anyone who's worked in the restaurant industry. I did all through college, 86. And for those of you who do not know what that means, that means we're out of 86, I don't know, ranch dressing. What I want at 86 is do the right thing and give him or her a chance as the number one selling point when we're doing job development for individuals with developmental disabilities. That's not the selling point. That's charity. And if we want to promote self-empowerment, personalized plans, there's a lot to unpack here. And I think there's so much opportunity if we could just take a step back and not continue to keep creating something new for individuals with developmental disabilities. And we really look at the employment industry and the employment process and not just look at it from the special education side or from the individuals with developmental disabilities perspective and their caregivers. We need to have a business conversation. So I'd like to thank you for joining me today. This is Gina Sikorsky-Mitchell with the Basic Block Hiring Podcast, where we have the business conversation for hiring individuals with developmental disabilities.